ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Wednesday, June 2nd. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can be a part of the program by calling us on the White Claw phone lines. We got them open for you at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. White Claw hard seltzer made pure. I don't know where to begin. We got a lot of things to get into today. Of course, you know, basketball is a thing still over at Marshall right now with workouts. And hopefully we're going to try to get Tavion Kenzie on the show tomorrow. So I'm working on that. That's tomorrow. But one of the biggest names in college basketball, who is also the winningest coach in Division I men's basketball history, and has also led his Blue Devils, the Duke Blue Devils, to five national championships and 41 seasons He plans to retire after the 2021-22 season. This is according to sources uh, to ESPN. And John Shire, associate head coach, he has agreed to become the next head coach at Duke. He will spend the season as coach in waiting and will take over after that. So smooth transition going on at Duke. But still, Coach K, you've got John Wooden. He's got 10 national titles. And then you got Coach K. If you go by the titles alone, Wooden won Coach K too. If you go by wins, Coach K won everybody else. If you go by impact, longevity, I think you can make an argument for Coach K or Coach Wooden. I think most of us would take Coach K, especially with what Duke has meant to college basketball during Coach K's tenure. So he's going to get his uh, well-deserved retirement. Don't forget, he did some other things as well, including the Olympics. So he has been had his foot. He's had his fingerprint on on basketball for a long time, and wisely enough, wisely enough here. He didn't pull a Rick Pitino here and go into the NBA thinking, I can do this in the NBA. That's a whole different ball game. you got to be a different kind of coach because that's a player's league. That is not a coach's league necessarily. That is a player's league. Speaking of player's league, if you got good players, you win. If you got good players that are injured, you might not win. And the... Phoenix Suns have taken a 3-2 lead over the Los Angeles Lakers, beating them 115-85. The Suns are now one win away, becoming the first team in 15 attempts, 15 attempts to send LeBron James out of the playoffs in the first round. That's one thing LeBron James can say. I've never lost in the first round. I've never lost a series in the first round. I've always gotten out of the first round. And that is coming to possibly an end here. You might not be able to say that anymore. And, of course, LeBron has put it on himself. He's chasing Jordan. Why wouldn't you chase Jordan? Michael Jordan, the all-time great, right? He's the GOAT. He's the GOAT in your mind. When it comes to basketball, he's the GOAT. Then you have, I think, guys like Magic Johnson, 
Kobe Bryant. You have a few other guys like that. Kobe, Kobe's on the precipice. He's on the precipice. He's like right below Jordan in many people's minds. And for some, he might be maybe slightly ahead. Just depends on what your criteria is. But ultimately, you got Jordan and everybody else. It's just where you fall on the everybody else. And that's okay. That's okay because Jordan's a, he's a tough one to beat. It's like hockey as well. You got Wayne Gretzky, everybody else. And there are some really good people in that everybody else and really at the higher plateaus. Alex Ovechkin, if he can catch Wayne Gretzky in all-time goal scoring, he's still not the all-time leading scorer in hockey. He's way, way behind. Gretzky, if you catch him in goals, you still have like a couple of thousand points to try to catch him in assists. Total points, he's got more than everybody. And that's not, though, in hockey, that might be a metric there. In basketball, that's not a metric. You can have the most points. Yeah, you can score the most points. But in basketball, championships seem to be the metric. Or at least that seems to be the standard we look like. Okay, sure, he scored a lot. Because, honestly, Dan Marino is one of the all-time greats. But Dan Marino, he has a lot of numbers and a lot of metrics. But you know what? He doesn't have any Super Bowl championships. And so we, for some reason, in certain sports, use the championship as the metric. And LeBron James, probably, for whatever reason, he's endeared himself to some people. And there are a lot of people who may be not so much a fan of his. I'm not trying to say Jordan was beloved. He was universally loved. But, I mean, come on. You wanted to be like Mike, right? That was a great campaign. Everybody wanted to be like Mike. He had the shoe deals. He was in Space Jam. I mean, LeBron's doing Space Jam, too, because he's chasing Jordan. He wants to be the GOAT. He wants to be Jordan or regarded as good or if not better than Jordan. That's his standard. And I'm okay with the pursuit. Everybody wants to be better. Records are made to be broken. You want to do all that. But at the same time, I think LeBron might find it harder and harder now to get to that plateau he wants to reach. I mean, he's right there. He's up there. He is on the high levels of the mountaintop. Most of us will never, in our professions, reach that plateau. Nobody might be able to ascend to that level. It's going to be very hard. He's trying to get to the very peak. And we might see this as the beginning of the end of that ascent. Might be leveling off even further because, again, the Lakers were a favorite to win it all again, right? Well, Phoenix Suns are looking like the second-best winning team in the NBA right now, taking care of business, 115-85. to And, of course, the Lakers aren't playing with a full set of cards. They don't have everybody. Anthony Davis, LeBron. He's trying to carry it. LeBron can't carry a team like he did in Cleveland. When he was younger, Cleveland was good because LeBron James was carrying that team before the decision, before he left and went and started forming the super team in Miami. Cleveland was good because LeBron was at that point, he could just carry that team. He could take that team single-handedly, couldn't get over the hill at that point, 
but he could take that team single. I mean, look at Jordan. Jordan even had a cast of characters. Jordan was able to find players to play with. I mean, you look at Kobe. Kobe was able to find players to play with. Shaq and Kobe. If Shaq and Kobe would have stayed together, they could have worked it out. They could have won more championships. The Lakers could have won more championships. We might be talking about Kobe on top of this GOAT list. Because the Lakers had a team. They had Shaq and they had Kobe. But LeBron here with 115-85 loss, they got to come out. Now, if, if the Lakers can come back here the next two, I'll be impressed. I'll be super impressed on that. We've got so much more to talk to you about. Paul Swan, your host for your daily drive here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We'll talk a little college football with you, Bengals as well. Also, a lot of action coming up tonight in the NBA and the NHL. We're going to get into all of that. You can find me on Twitter. I look forward to your responses and your comments at Paul Swan on Twitter. Looking forward to talking to you as we continue with today's edition here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Buckle up. Paul Swan has the wheel on the drive. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The phone lines this hour brought to you by White Claw, 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. White Claw Heart Seltzer, it is made pure. Cincinnati Bengals announcing today that the remaining two draft picks have been signed, including fifth overall selection, Jamar Chase. Of course, Jamar Chase, a key component of what the Bengals are trying to build. Just a wide receiver. He won the national championship at LSU with quarterback Joe Burrow. So Burrow to Chase. You're hoping that is the combination for years to come. Bengals also signed defensive end Joseph Osaya. He was a third-round selection. So all ten of their picks are now signed. So the Bengals are taking care of business. That's the one thing I can say. It's good to see that the Bengals are taking care of business now. I just hope that this is the right thing to do. I was still thinking, you got to get some protection for, for Burrow. You have to have some protection for Burrow. But, as I have been told, this is a once-in-a-lifetime pick you have to make. You have to pick up Jamar Chase. So, he opts out of the 2020 college season. He is going to be someone who can make plays. He's going to be able to be dynamic. He's going to be able to open up an offense that is trying to open up. He also won the Bolitnikoff Award, so he's pretty good. He's definitely a good player. And then, of course, you look on the defensive side, Osiah played three seasons at Texas. He's expected to be uh, someone on the defensive line that is going to um, really strengthen that group. 4-11-1. Bengals were 4-11-1 last season. You need all the help you can get. So good news there today from Cincinnati. All right, something a little bit closer to my heart, near and dear, and I've already been told by one voter that they have voted. The National Football Foundation and the College Hall of Fame announcing today the names on the 2022 ballot for induction into the College Football Hall of Fame. 78 players and 7 coaches from the football bowl subdivision and 99 players and 33 coaches from the divisional ranks. 
the one player we care about as Marshall fans, the only player we care about on this list, Chris Parker. Here's the description for Chris on the announcement today. Chris Parker, Marshall running back, 1995, first-team All-American pick, member of 1992 National Championship team, leading Marshall back to national title game in 93 and 95, national runner-up. Recorded 31 games with at least 100 yards rushing en route to finishing career with 5,924 rushing yards and 68 touchdowns. You remember what Sonny Randall would say, give the ball to Parker and watch him go, right? You remember that? If you don't, you're, you're too young. You're just too young. You don't know what I'm talking about. If you don't remember it, you're too young. Sonny Randall, I, that was brilliant analysis. That was the smart thing to do. Give the ball to Parker and just watch him go. Chris Parker was definitely one of those players on that team, 92 especially. And, of course, you forget some of this because, of course, 96, the 96 team seems to get more press. I don't know. They've got better PR. They've got better media management. I don't know. I don't know what it is about the 96 team. Those guys seem to get the love a little bit more than the 92 guys. The 92 guys brought you your first Division One AA championship. It's it's football championship subdivision now, but it's back in the day one AA. It was Division One, but it was Division One AA. It was a step down. You're still Division One school. You're just in a, a di- different a step down division, and that's fine. It doesn't lessen anything because I know we talked about the bowl games. And the team in 1999, you talk about all these guys, but built on all of that is the work of a Chris Parker. So he definitely should get consideration. And I've been told by one voter who has a vote, thus he is a voter, that he's already voted for Chris Parker. So very good, very good there today. But still, Chris Parker should be in the um, into the College Football Hall of Fame. I mean, that's a guy right there. I'd like to see, I mean, if you're going to put banners up, I mean, definitely make sure Chris Parker is always in the conversation. And again, the the retired, because it's no longer interesting to me, the retired Mount Rushmore of Marshall, there's a guy that probably should be in the conversation. I mean, we talk about the quarterbacks. We always talk about the quarterbacks, right? We talk about Chad. We talk about Byron. We don't talk about Stan Hill as much. Cato, we talk about him a little bit. Eric Cresser, we we don't talk about Eric Cresser enough. We're not talking about him enough. We talk about Chad. Definitely got to talk about Chad. Because he meant so much. And you talk about Randy Moss, and he meant so much. But a guy like Chris Parker, definitely, uh, he's someone that I would wholeheartedly support to be in the Hall of Fame. He deserves it. Whatever college Hall of Fame you got, put him in. Definitely deserves it. And of course, he would be he would be in as a divisional player. He wouldn't be in because you've got the football bowl subdivision and you've got the divisional rank. So he's he is definitely being judged against his peers in the divisional ranks. 
but it's a it's a Hall of Fame career. I don't care how you look at it, whatever your metric is. It's a Hall of Fame career. I'd like to see a few more players. I'm hoping that a few more players can find their way onto the list here. I don't know how you get these things going through, what that is going to take to, to bring more attention, but you can't deny a career like this. Especially national championship. You're in three national championship games. You win one. You have almost 6,000 rushing yards. You have 68 touchdowns. I'm going to have to pull up the list and just compare him to some of the other people that are on the list to see where he ranks compared to them. But in the divisional ranks, I think you definitely put him in. If you're a voter, you have to. You have to look at that and go, okay, here's a guy. And then, of course, the thing is, the importance of the, the title game the importance of the 1992 title game is more important to someone like me, someone like you, that if you were there, if you grew up and you heard about it, your Marshall fan, it's it stands out more to me because Chris Parker, he was on the 1992 national championship team. Well, what is that about? Okay, they had a great team that year. Well, that's the first team to win after getting so close. That's the first team to win at Marshall a football national championship and the divisional ranks before Marshall was able to eventually elevate itself to the next level. Full-blown Division One, no double A next to it, which is now football bowl subdivision. So you got to put him in. Definitely put him in the Hall of Fame. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Paul Swan, your host here. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Wednesday, June 2nd edition, your drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Another name that has been nominated to the National Football Foundation and College Hall of Fame, Aaron Beasley. How could I forget Aaron Beasley? WVU defensive back. Here's what the capsule says on him. 1995 consensus first team All-American led the nation in interceptions, 10 in 1994. Two-time first-team All-Big East selection led WVU to an undefeated regular season and a 1993 Big East title, 19 career interceptions, holds two of the top five single-season pass breakup performances in Mountaineer history. So Aaron Beasley on the list as well for WVU. Well, you did not throw the ball his way, did you? You did not do that. If you wanted to make sure the ball got in your receiver's hands, you looked away from Aaron Beasley when he was playing with the Mountaineers. So uh, he's got a good shot as well getting in. You look at some of these, some of the names. Uh, there are a lot of names on this list of people getting. Not everybody's getting in. But if you look at some of the, the names, and for us, Aaron Beasley, he stands out. Champ Bailey on the list this year, he stands out definitely. Uh, Reggie Bush stands out. 
Tim Couch on the ballot this year. Tim did a lot of good work for Kentucky as quarterback. Um, who else stands out on this list? Uh, let's see. Uh, Mike Doss, Ohio State. He stands out definitely. Work done on the list. Kevin Falk is on the list this year. I don't have last year's list, so I can't compare. Uh, Tony Gonzalez is on the list. Let's see. As I scroll down here, it's a long, as I told you, it's a long list here. Uh, Marvin Jones, he's definitely um, someone you look at as um, uh, James Laurinaitis. Oh, yeah, James Laurinaitis on this list. Ohio State linebacker. Three-time first-team All-American, consensus in 2006-8, and unanimous in 2007. Two-time Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year, led the Buckeyes to two national championship games and four consecutive conference titles. 2007 Buckus and 2006 Nagurski recipient, leading Ohio State University in tackles in three straight seasons. Yeah, you, you put in, of course, he's got a, a heck of a pedigree as family as well. You definitely put Jane Laurinaitis in. I'd do it alone just because his family's royalty to me. You're thinking, okay, if you don't know, again, if you don't know, you just don't know. I, I got to tell you. Of course, yeah, his NFL career, I mean, it was a solid NFL career. He was drafted by the Rams in the second round of 2009 draft. And you look at his his career, I mean, he was solid. It was really solid in the um, in the NFL. And he's also, he's doing pretty good now. He's doing pretty good as far as his, his career after football. But for a lot of people, they skip all of that because all a lot of people who are professional wrestling fans know is uh, that his father was Road Warrior Animal. That's all you need to know. That his father was Road Warrior Animal. And unfortunately, Road Warrior Animal died last September at age 60. I'm surprised that if ever a shot was attempted to get someone to get into professional wrestling, that the WWE or AEW or some of the other wrestling outlets have not approach and maybe they have and he just said no I'm not doing it trying to approach James Laurinaitis and say hey look um you could probably go you could probably do this and and be I mean you could be could be part of the new road warriors I mean think about that and he probably have a he'd have a good shot because he could probably you look at him he could probably go in that ring of course, the Road Warriors, also known to some as the Legion of Doom, featuring Road Warrior Hawk, Road Warrior Animal, and Paul Ellering, and everyone else doesn't count. I'm sorry. All other variations, if you yeah, if if it's not Hawk, Animal, and Paul Ellering, draws does not count. None of no, none of them. Sonny maybe as as a as a valet a manager. Sonny was a manager. Let me let me correct myself there. So Sonny counts because it was like LOD two thousand. She counts, and then of course, um, let's put it this way: uh, wrestling hasn't been the same since. 
and we'll go with that. We'll just leave it at that. So uh, that's what your Hall of Fame ballot looks like, featuring a um, a linebacker that definitely should be in the College Football Hall of Fame. Um, Andrew looks Andrew Luck's on the ballot as well. Marshawn Lynch, and again, this is the uh, this is the football bowl subdivision ballot. That's a, that's a, I could win. I could put some of these players together. I could win a national championship with some of these players here. As we scroll down the list a little bit more, I don't I don't see anyone else that really stands out to me here. That's that's your list there. What's happening tonight? We got a lot of things happening tonight as far as the NBA is concerned. National Hockey League. I'll start with the NBA. We'll just start there. Eastern Quarter Finals tonight in the Eastern Conference. Game five, Washington Wizards at the Philadelphia 76ers. Philadelphia leads this series three games to one, so I'm I'm not interested. I'm skipping that one. Game five, Madison Square Garden tonight. The Atlanta Hawks against the New York Knicks. Atlanta leads the series 3-1. Okay, it was fun while it lasted. It really was. I still believe this. I wholeheartedly believe this. If the Knicks are good, it's good for the NBA. If the Knicks are not good, it's not necessarily detrimental to the NBA, but I think as a whole, if New York is good in the NBA, it's better for the league. You want New York to be good. You want the big city to be good. Not to say win the whole thing. You still like to have an opportunity for other teams to win. That's part of the charm here. But you want New York, the Knicks, to be good. I think if the Knicks are good, you have a better NBA. Of course, they're going to get knocked out. Unless they come back, they're going to get knocked out here. Game five. Coming up tonight. And then in the Western Conference quarterfinal, The Memphis Grizzlies at the Utah Jazz. Utah leads this series three games to one. Again, we're at this point now, game five. Uh, This is just a knockout game. If Memphis comes back, I'll get into the. See, that's the thing. If a lot of of these things happen, I'll come back to this. But I'm really not interested in game five if it's a 3-1 lead. I mean, all these series are 3-1. These these things could end tonight. There could be some knockouts here. So, okay, we could see Washington, Atlanta, and Memphis. Well, Washington could get knocked out. Atlanta, I don't think the Knicks are going to knock them out. So, let's just say the Knicks get knocked out. I think the Washington Wizards get knocked out. And I think the Grizzlies are gone. This all might happen here tonight. And then you've got the Mavericks and the Clippers. Series tied at two games apiece. Now, there we go. Count me interested because it's a game five. Game six is a little bit more interesting because okay, can't if if it's game six if it's got to game six then there's some competitiveness going on here. Of course, I'm always a big fan of game seven, but if there's a game six, and of all the series here right now, this one's interesting because again. L.A. might be out a basketball team in the Lakers here real soon. L.A. might be out too. What happens then? If you don't have the Clippers, which are the standby team, that's the team. And here's the funny thing. 
while the Lakers weren't so good, the Clippers were. Now, I'm not sure if the Clippers can ever overturn the dynasty that is Lakers basketball in the City of Angels. I don't think that's going to happen, but it could. Stranger things have happened. If you keep growing up, if the you might you hear about, oh, hey, the yeah, the Lakers were good once upon a time. I've never seen it. That's the thing. If you've never seen them good, or they've just been mediocre in your lifetime, and of course your lifetime probably being maybe five to ten years if you're a kid. Yeah, I've never seen them good. Yeah, I remember that Kobe guy. He was good, but that was then. This is now. So thankfully, if you're a Laker fan, at least you got one under your belt with LeBron. You might not get another. Stanley Cup playoffs are coming up tonight. We'll tell you about that, and we'll wrap it up when we continue with today's edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. If you ever want to listen to the show live but you're not near radio, I've got a great way for you to do it. We have an app that you can download. It's on our website right now, WRVC. We've got the link to the iOS store and Google Play store for your Android or your iOS device. All you have to do is click that link, and it will take you to the store. You can download it directly, so easy for you to find. You don't have to go searching for it because sometimes you get multiple results. You might not know which app to get because... Let's be honest, there are a lot of ESPN radios across the country. You want ours. So go to our website, wrvc.com. You can download the app from there. Also, we got a great skill. Say you don't have your radio handy, you want to listen to the show live, what do you do? Well, we have an Alexa skill. And all you have to do is go to our website, and you can enable the skill from our website. It will take you right to where you need to enable that skill. And then... You can ask Alexa to say, you can just basically say this, Alexa, play ESPN 94.1, and she'll play the radio station for you. So you can listen to the radio station anytime you want to, or, of course, listen to it during the show if you don't have your radio handy. And you can also ask her to play The Drive with Paul Swan. You play the podcast anytime you want to from your Amazon device. So all you have to do is go to our website. It's real simple, wrvc.com, and you can stream the radio station. You can listen to the show either on a podcast or you can listen to it live. We've got you covered wherever you may be. And, of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Paul Swan, Facebook, The Drive with Paul Swan. we get a page and a group. Hope to see you there soon. All right, National Hockey League, you know it. That's why I save it towards the end. I save it towards the end because it's, it's my thing that I like sharing with you. Stanley Cup playoffs continue. The North Division final taking place in Manitoba, Winnipeg, Manitoba. Game one, Montreal at Winnipeg, 7.30 p.m. Let me be honest with you right now. I am rooting for Winnipeg. I'm not necessarily a Winnipeg Jets fan. I am rooting against the Montreal Canadiens. I am not here for the Canadians. I think it's great that they've got this far. That's fantastic. I am not here for that. Ever since the Canadians beat the LA Kings in the Stanley Cup final, knocking Wayne Gretzky out in the championship, not winning the Stanley Cup here, 
Could have been Wayne's fifth Stanley Cup. I have no. I get nothing. I get nothing for the Montreal Canadiens. So there you go. If you ever are curious, hey, which team does Paul hate the most in hockey? The answer, Montreal Canadiens. West Division final coming up tonight, Game 2. The Vegas Golden Knights taking on the Colorado Avalanche. Colorado leads this series one game to none. Let's put it this way. This is going to be a bloody final. Because Colorado worked over Vegas on the scoreboard, so Vegas had to get dirty and work over Colorado. Colorado might advance. I think Colorado's the better team. Colorado might advance, but I don't know what shape they're going to be for the next round because it's going to get dirty tonight. If you like dirty hockey, hey, this is your game, 10 o'clock tonight on NBC Sports Network. I don't like dirty hockey. I like hockey that's hard-hitting, fast, but I don't like dirty hockey. It slows the game down. It's not called for. Honestly. If you can't play against somebody and your only recourse is to get physical, dirty physical with them, maybe you should find a new job. Yeah, play harder, play smarter, get better, or acknowledge the fact that that player was better than you. You got beat on a play, get them the next play. But I don't like dirty hockey. I just don't, I don't think there's anything good about it. Now you might say, well, what about fights? Okay. Fights are above dirty hockey. I'm talking cheap shots. You want to injure somebody. You're mad, so you go and you deliberately do something that could cause bodily harm. With a fight, basically, it's a tool. The fight is the tool in the game. If I've got a star player and you send you send a tougher guy, a more physical guy after after my star player, my star player might not necessarily be a fighter. My star player is a finesse, a skill guy. Well, then I'm going to send my guy over to kind of check that. I'm going to put him over there. Okay, take care of him. Not, don't go injure him. You know, let him know that you're on him. If you're going to be roughing up my guy here, my superstar, I'm going to send my guy over to kind of neutralize you. And then sometimes the gloves drop. And it takes two to tango. So if you're a superstar player, sometimes you might get jumped and you might have to defend yourself here. But then, you know, it happens in every sport. So I don't necessarily think that's dirty. It's a tool. It's not my favorite part of the game of hockey, but it is a tool. And then you got to go sit in the – you see, you sit in the penalty box. You cool off. If you're David Pasternak, you get a cold one from – from Dunkin' Donut, because you spend so much time there, you're all good. Come back out, you've learned your lesson, you you will be better, and then you go out and play again until you get called and you drop the gloves again and, and get whistled and you get... Would a yellow card, red card system work better in hockey? Would the card system... Could we implement the card system? Forget the fouls. No, we don't want... Yeah, you get fouls, but then you get the card. Because you don't want to get a red card. The officials have got control of those players out there because, like, you get the yellow card, like, well, wait a whoa, I, yellow card? Yep. 
Buddy, you're on my list now. I put you in my notebook. You're on my list. Do it again. I will pull this red card up and I will I will give it to you. And it absolutely works. It absolutely works. Could you imagine? Given that, throwing a red card out on I don't know. I don't know if that'll work in football. Football's a collision sport. I don't know if that'll work in football. Basketball, maybe? Can you imagine LeBron James getting a red card? Like, what? Yep. Sorry, buddy. You're out. Don't do it again. Keep players in line. So, uh, Stanley Cup players coming up tonight. And of course, uh, we don't have Pirates baseball tonight. That will happen tomorrow. Pirates back in action. They've got the night off. So, no baseball for you here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. And finally... There's some professional wrestlers looking for work in the world wrestling entertainment ranks. Braun Strowman, among the names that were released, he's probably the most prominent name. I mean, didn't he just compete for a, a championship? I mean, he fought Goldberg, right? I don't get it. I don't get it. Then again, you know, it's... Again, this is sports entertainment. This is a, a business. This is not real. Okay, let me, let me easy into this. Professional wrestling is not real. These are paid perform. They're athletes, but they're paid performers. Paid performers. So, of course, um, some of your favorites are getting cut from the World Wrestling Federation ranks. Uh, I'm sorry, World Wrestling Entertainment. This seed goes to show you how long I've been watching this. The World Wrestling Entertainment ranks. And then, of course, um, because I'm really not a horse racing guy, it doesn't interest me as much. But um, Bob Baffert suspended two years after Medina Spirit's second failed drug test. So suspended two years from Churchill Downs. So that means Baffert, any trainers that are affiliated with Bob Baffert Racing Stables are barred from the next two Kentucky Derbies. His stock is going to plummet because of that. And the reason? Quote, reckless practices and substance violations that jeopardize the safety of our equine and human athletes or compromise the integrity of our sport are not acceptable. And as a company, we must take measures to demonstrate that they will not be tolerated. So there you go. That's a big one. That's a big one in the world of horse racing. Again, uh, not my favorite sport. I'm not I'm not into it as much. Actually, I'm more of a if if you're gonna pin me down on racing, I like IndyCar racing better than NASCAR. And I can handle NASCAR better than horse racing. I respect the tradition and the importance of horse racing. But I'm not excited on a given race day to go watch the horses. Maybe if I was in person at a horse race, I would probably be more interested. Not feeling it, though, watching on TV. I like Indy racing. And by the way, the Indy did well. Best ratings in five years. It was a great race. It was a fantastic race. 
it's it's the greatest race. The Indianapolis 500, right? You can't argue that. It's the greatest race. If you try to argue that, your argument's going to fall on deaf ears, and that's going to do it for this edition. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back to do it all over again with you tomorrow here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.